ComC is excited to announce their latest grading partnership with PSA, the largest and most trusted third-party authentication and grading company in the world. With over 30 million raw cards available through our marketplace, ComC is expanding upon our effortless grading experience for you to buy, sell, and grade your sports, Marvel, and TCG cards. Don't forget to submit your cards for grading today with ComC Direct to Grading. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. Well, it only took a week. I've been back from the National for a little over a week now at the time of this recording, and I'm already on the hunt for what my next PC pickups are going to be. It took me a little bit of time. I've had a big list. I always have something that I'm going after. And I was able to kind of narrow my focus after putting in some thought onto four products, four, four things that I want to go after and acquire for the PC. And it's not going to be immediate. It's going to be the goal for the next several months as I start to find opportunities, start to find some of these cards at good deals. But there's four different things that I'm going to be going after as the next targets for my Mike Summer Wax Pack Hero PC. And I'll share those with you now. The None of them are overly you know, rare, so I, there's not a, a risk or a worry about somebody else scooping them up because they hear that I'm interested in them. But the four things that I'm going to be going after are, first, I decided to focus on 1959 tops as the next vintage baseball set that I build, kind of in my progression. As I mentioned in the last episode, when I started the 60 set and the 61 set, that was because I had bought this large lot that had 59, 60, and 61. And so I might as well pick up with the other set that I've got a whole bunch of already, and that's 1959 tops still going to need the mantle I'm still going to need the Gibson so there's some big hitters that I'm still going to need still need some of the high numbers but I've got a good chunk of that set already complete I would say at least 75% of that set is already complete from that large lot so I'm going to go after that one the next one is the 1970-71 basketball set the reason I'm going after that one is because in a recent collection there was a big chunk of those and including the second year Kareem um, there's a Wilt already. There's a couple other cards that are, you know, some of the stars that I've already got that were part of this collection that I purchased. And it's not a huge set, but I probably have over 50% of that one. And it will be actually the first kind of tall boys type set that I'll have ever put together. So I'm going to go after the 7071 Tops basketball set as well. Third, I've had a Wayne Gretzky rookie on my want list for a long time, and so I'm going to start to focus in and pay a little closer attention to the Wayne Gretzky rookies that show up on eBay and MySlabs and some of the other online marketplaces and see if I can find a Wayne Gretzky rookie card that I like. And fourth is Star Wars. You know, I've talked about before putting together some vintage Star Wars sets, some of the vintage Opeachy Star Wars sets, and I've completed or almost completed Empire Strikes Back in Return of the Jedi. 
but I don't really have any of the Opeechee Star Wars originals. And so I'm going to keep an eye out for some potential lots or sets to get started on the vintage Opeechee Star Wars sets. And so those are the four things I'm going to be focusing in on in the coming months for my PC. I don't have to have them right away. I'm going to be looking for good opportunities, good prices, good values, collections that I might be able to buy that are heavily populated with some of these types of cards. That's what I'm going to be focusing on. So I just thought I'd share. I could only go a week after coming back from the National before I want to start getting serious about my next PC targets. Now I want to pick up where we left off last week and continue my recap of the National. I want to share some conversations that I had with other collectors, dealers, and some hobby personalities that you may know from the, the show floor. And so I'm going to start with the Singles Club, one of my favorite booths. Just recently, one of the cards that I picked up at the Singles Club that I bought for 50 cents, I sold for $40 on eBay in 24 hours. So the Singles Club came through again for me. I, I stopped in and I had a conversation with those guys, and here it is. I am here at the Singles Club getting ready to start day two. But it's not just the Singles Club this year. There's a, there's a little change at the booth this year. Tell me a little bit about some of the, the tweaks and the shifts that you've got this year at the Singles Club. Um, well, you know, it's our fifth anniversary, and we're always trying to stay ahead of the game. We like to, uh, we didn't start the dollar boxes, but I think five years ago, we was, as you know, Mike, when we started, we were just dollar boxes, and a lot of people have kind of followed suit as you walk throughout the room, so we needed to make the next move. Um, celebrating our fifth anniversary, we went to 50 cents, and obviously last night with the chaos we created, it was fantastic, well worth it. And then we uh, took about eight feet of our booth on the one side, and underpriced a bunch of slabs and let people buy a bunch of slabs and did some work there and we're big SGC fans we did some deals with SGC and did a few thousand slabs and top names and you know nice stuff from 30 to 100 dollars between those kind of the sweet spot but between both sides last night I mean we we have a big crew here and we couldn't keep up for a while last night it was fantastic I don't think everybody fully understands the extent of the inventory that you're bringing about how many cards do you bring to the National each year? You know, we used to bring like 300,000, but I really was picky this year. I think I brought our best inventory this year as I did the sort. We brought about 160,000 that'll go through the 50 cent side. Um, maybe 180 till you all done. But the best stuff we've ever brought. I mean, we really, you know, it's all numbered or refractors or vintage inserts from the 90s and early 2000s, things like that. And we spend the whole year, as we've talked to you before, we spend the whole year buying. Um, we're really good about getting it through our houses real fast. Um, we've got some places we go with the base stuff. We do a lot with George at Cruck Cards, move a lot of our base common stuff to him. Um, we don't bring any autos and relics because we move all those early right away. We've got guys that we just have standing deals with. We ship in boxes of that. But what we like is the stuff that people are, you know, the set collectors or the PC collectors or guys that are doing the 99-cent auctions on eBay. Those kind of guys kill it at our place, and that's what we love. Now, when you're bringing these in, like – how long does it take you to acquire that inventory? Is this stuff that you continue to roll over year to year, or is this stuff that you're picking up in the current year as you're, um, as you're going? You know, we try. We, we keep a lot of inventory at the house you know, of stuff that we know that's going to end up in here, but um, we've really been aggressive since January, and this everything we brought here today is stuff that we brought since we purchased since January 1. So we had to work it fast to get it here, but, um, you know, this is all newly acquired stuff to us. A lot of it... I'll be honest, um, with my real job and as busy as I am, maybe we didn't pick it as good as yesterday. Some guys were proving that with 10 and $15 cards coming out of the 15 cent bo 50 cent box. But uh, 
it was awesome. You saw the scene last night. Um, people just keep coming back year after year. I mean, if we, everybody who tells us, hey, you're my first stop every time we come to the National. And then when we put new inventory out every morning, obviously we come there first stop every morning. So it's been fantastic. We can't say enough about guys like you who want to talk to us and laugh. And you know how you know how this is. I mean, this is our week to get away in our vacation week. And we've told you over and over that this is, you know, this is our hobby and we enjoy it. Cody and I used to love going to shows. And still, when we go to shows, we love sitting and picking. I mean, that's what we do. We dig through the $1 to $5 boxes and go crazy on those. And so we love to share that with people. And it started, you know, five years ago on one phone call between him and I saying, hey, let's do it. One phone call to Megan. We had a booth. And five years later, we're in the middle of the hype. And, you know, we had people tell us we're maybe the busiest booth in here last night. So we love to hear that. You've expanded from just from the dollar boxes to, like you had mentioned, some of the graded cards. Do you set up at other shows throughout the year, too? Or is this kind of the building all everything up for the, the national? We, we pretty much build everything up for the national. We did do a small Minnesota, or a Minnesota show this year. Um, more sort of buy, and we, we run a Bismarck show back home, a 60-table show, and we set up two tables, and all, basically what we just do there is buy. I mean, we guys bring us their stuff. We've kind of got everybody up in our area. Um, you know, they've all learned that at the end of the shows, whatever they can't sell during the shows, Chris will buy it, you know, and stuff. So that's how we can acquire a lot of our inventory. We're about, be, we, you know, we love just getting out and seeing people do it. Um, you know, we love when 15-year-olds sit and bang through our boxes and fill shoe boxes full like they did last night. But for the most part, everything goes to this one show, and we can't wait to do it every year. Well, people are going to be hearing this after the show has ended, so it's going to be too late for them to come check you out this year. But where can they go to follow you if they want to learn more about what you've got going on and be ready for next year? Yeah, Twitter's obviously our best, at Dollar Cards. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Singles Club Sports Cards. Those are the two places. We're kind of quiet once in a while, but uh, for the most part, with the last month before this national, we get it wrapped up every year, and all of our friends come back to us. So we appreciate the time, Mike. We love listening to what you do and love watching your hunts as you find stuff that you're digging through and the big collections you come across and sharing some messages so can't wait to see everybody in 24 in cleveland i guess it yeah is. 2024 thanks a lot appreciate your time all right thanks mike hi this is pat hughes cubs announcer coming to you from the sports card shop in beautiful new buffalo michigan the gocher family has built an incredible place here for collectors to buy sell, and trade cards and memorabilia. Be sure to stop by and let them show you around. TheSportsCardShop.com, connecting sports, athletes, the hobby, and collectors around the world. Hi, this is Tony Rice, and I'm here to tell you the Gocher family has done it again. They just opened a sport card shop in downtown Valparaiso, Indiana, and it is awesome. If you're a collector, you need to check this place out. Tell them Tony sent you and they get a free gift on your first visit. We are now in day two of the National. I am at the ComC booth again, this time with Kyle from the Wax Museum podcast. Kyle, how is it going? Uh, it is going. It, I am admittedly already very tired and I haven't been here nearly as long as some other people, but uh, I'm trying to pace myself, which is easier said than done here. Yeah, I mean, it's. I was blown away at day one how many people were in this room before the doors even open for the general admission, I mean, just the additional dealers and their staff that are here, the additional corporate presence and their their staff members, it led to a crowded room before the, the doors even opened yesterday. Yeah, I mean, um, I was here on Wednesday in 2021, 
and the amount of people that I saw yesterday, I'm, I'm already thinking this is going to be insane on Friday and Saturday. And of course, with some of the air, I don't know if it wasn't working or wasn't on yesterday. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be hot and sweaty. We'll just put it that way. It's yes, it's hot outside. And then when you add you know thousands and thousands of people in the same room, it definitely adds up. Hey, one of the things that I've been having conversations with, everybody approaches the national a little bit different. Are there any particular cards, sets, things that you're going after when it comes to your collection this week? Yeah, so um, originally coming in, I, there was a very specific Pacers card that I was thinking about looking for. And I don't know if I want to actually say what it is because I don't have it in hand yet. But um, that card came up on eBay last week. And I've always told people, buy the card when you see it. Well, I saw it, so I bought it. So that actually alleviated a lot of the, I don't want to say stress, because uh, this is all for fun, right? But a lot of the pressure of having to track that card down. So uh, otherwise, just a lot of nice Pacers cards. I'd love to build my uh, 1957 SGC set, which actually, as we're sitting here, I've got a bag with a dozen of those in front of me here. So today was a success in that regard. Um, so I just like to find cards mainly that that'll fit the smaller parts of my pc now yeah that's very cool that's one of the nice things you know i was i was going after my 61 top set i was able to knock that out on on wednesday as well and so the rest of the week for me is just going to be looking for some cool finds Feels no good. pressure yeah just yeah. kind of having some fun and so yeah i appreciate that one of the other things that i was wondering is you know the national is more than cards for some people there's meetups that happen there's trade nights that happen there's friends that get to see each other only once a year are there any other objectives that you've got for the national this year yes so um, definitely meeting up with people which I, I feel like I've done a pretty good job with that so far although there were a lot of people I just said hey let's meet at trade night because I get kind of stressed out trying to coordinate stuff let's just meet at trade night but I've already met up with quite a few people already We've got the Heritage booth right in front of us. They've got all these like Star Trek uniforms and stuff. I love seeing stuff like that. It's like a, a museum. Uh, and then I think on Saturday, I'm getting my picture with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So those are like, it's like, all right, meet people, see the museum stuff, you know, get to meet the athletes that you wouldn't normally run into. Like I'm not going to ever probably see Kareem anywhere at this point. Yeah, that kind of stuff is so cool. People don't necessarily understand what what that is like, right? Um, I got a chance yesterday to talk with one of my other um, friends from, from online who he worked out a deal to get a 52 tops mantle and just not sure if that was gonna happen going in, but he was able to work that out. But to get a chance to talk with him, hear, the, hear that story, and then ultimately, you know, get a chance to see it and hold it and, and whatever. Yes. Like those types of things are just cool that you just don't get a chance to, to see all that often in your, you know, everyday life. Right. And, and things that you don't anticipate. So like last night I was invited to an event and I kind of was just gauging things in the moment. I decided not to go. Went to my buddy's hotel lobby instead. Ended up running into George Gervin. And I, of course I had to get a picture. I was trying not to bother him too much but hey you know mr gervin i've got to get a picture please he was super nice i also stumbled into a picture with Derek jeter this morning i i still kind of don't know how that happened i just right place right time and so i'm pretty excited about that very very cool anything else that you're hoping to do here the rest of the week before you head home you know what i i want to do some digging i know i saw you in the singles club earlier it was too packed for me 
I, I might have to pivot a little bit because there's just not the space. Yeah. There's just so many people here. And, and by the way, I think that's a good thing. I'm not complaining about that. But I might just pivot more to hangouts, trade nights for sure. I know there's a big one tonight uh, that I definitely want to go to. And I'll kind of feel it out from there. But I, I'd like to get rid of some cards, add some cards, keep hanging out with people. You know, I know that's a very generic answer, but, but that really is the plan. Yeah, that's that's my plan for the rest of the week as well. Well, hey, I appreciate you spending a few minutes today. I enjoy the show, love catching it every week, and I'm glad we were able to connect here for a conversation. Thank you so much, Mike. I appreciate it. It's always great catching up with Kyle, getting a chance to see what he's up to in his world of basketball card collecting. If you don't already listen to his podcast, the Wax Museum podcast, I would definitely recommend checking it out, especially if you are a fan of basketball cards. He does a great job. Next, I also got to catch up with Dr. Beckett. I really appreciate their friendship and the relationship that we've been able to develop over these last several years. Definitely consider him a mentor in this hobby. And I got a chance to catch up with him also at the ComC booth. And so I'm going to go ahead and share that conversation as well. We're here at the beginning of day three. I am with Dr. Beckett. We're sitting at the ComC booth, getting ready to start the day, and we figured we'd take a few minutes, catch up, see how the show's been going. Dr. Beckett, how has what, this is number 43? It's whatever the number is, what, 43 is, is what it is. Yeah, I've been to every one of them, and this one seems bigger, and I can't say better yet, but it, it I, you know, the, the uh, air conditioning was not good yesterday, but that's a better problem to have, that it was so crowded that, there, that it was very warm. Yeah, it's been a it's been a fun show. There seems to be a lot of energy on the floor. I was impressed. I had mentioned in another conversation, even on the first day before the doors had opened to the VIPs, there was a lot of activity on the floor from I think some of the additional corporate presence, some of the additional vendors and um, dealers that were here. There was already a lot of people on the floor before the doors even opened. Well, if you've got a thousand booths or whatever, you know, table holders, something like that, you've already got two or three thousand people right the start but my concern was with 50% more show area that it would be unless you have 50% more people it's going to look sparse and it surely didn't it should look just as crowded <laughs> with a bigger with a bigger uh, area yeah it it just keeps going and going and going and with some of that new space that's open this year it took me a, a little bit probably a day or so to just get oriented of where I was at, where I was going to be going, how to how to get from one area to another area in the most efficient way, it it really spread things out. I figured it out yesterday, I think. But, you know, I've been uh, not self-critical, but I just thought, gosh, I really spent a lot of time at Singles Club and some of these other places, and gee, I didn't get around very much. I checked my steps yesterday and the day before, 10,000. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's how big this place is. And, it you know, so just roaming around a little bit really adds up. That's five miles. You mentioned being at the Singles Club. You and I were there for a little while yesterday at the same time. I was able to pick up some stuff. I know you're able to pick up some stuff. One of the things I was wondering, because you're traveling from Dallas when you when you come and you're spending a lot of time finding a lot of cards there, are you bringing those cards straight to Comp C? Are you submitting those to Comp C before you even leave, or are you taking those home and going through them in more detail before you decide what you want to do with them? At the Dallas show, I could take them home because I can always bring them to the show presence that Comp C has at the Dallas shows. But here, I don't want to lug them back. And so if in doubt, uh, if it's something I think I'm probably going to put to Comp C, I'm not going to, like, double-check it. 
so because I kind of have a good idea. In fact, anybody that's using ComC, you kind of need to know what's already there, so that when you have something, you know if it'll fit in. There's, and it can't be just by low serial numbers or SSP. Certain brands are overpopulated, and some brands are underpopulated, and you just have to have a feel for it. But uh, yeah, and there's usually three piles: what I'm going to keep and what I'm going <laughs> to uh, give to ComC, and then there's a middle group that I'm not sure about, and uh, I'm just breaking the tie in favor of ComC instead of trying to uh, have a baggage charge when I go home. When you're finding these cards, do you do you look for cards that, at this point, that you want to hold on to for yourself? Do you sometimes look for cards that you know other friends and family members and other people would appreciate and you pick them up for them? Is there kind of some beyond just the kind of yeah. buying and selling aspect? Are there other things that you're looking That's for? That's the you're... reason for me doing the dollar boxes. I don't really have to worry about that. I just think if it's an interesting card, whether it's all that you said, you know, for somebody else, for me, for ComC, for... Uh, it's just an interesting card. I, I don't mind having it for a while. I might, some of them I may have for a really long time. But, uh, at a dollar, you're not worried about it. If I'm buying thousand-dollar cards, I've got to, I've got to ponder and analyze. I'm not doing any lookups. In fact, I used to think I could look up ComC, and you can look up on ComC, but that's if you're going through. It's not just pulling a hundred cards an hour. It's looking at thousands of cards an hour to pull those hundred. Cards, and so you just don't have time to look up. So, again, I, you're probably a power user for ComC, and there, there's a number. I mean, I think ComC makes it easy to, to, to go deep into it because it's a robust site, and all that. So, but I'm a power user now, so I know, I can buy stuff there, I can sell stuff there, and when I'm on the floor, I can make that comparison. One of the questions that I get a lot from other people who know that I use ComC a lot is what submission level do you use? And so they ask me, are you using just the basic submission that can take three or four months to get things loaded, or do you use the more expedited services? And I personally, I just use the basic because the stuff that I'm sending, I'm patient on. I don't feel the need to necessarily flip that right away, and so I'm comfortable paying a little less money for the processing fees and in turn waiting a little bit longer for those cards to get loaded. I was curious what's you, if you have a kind of standard approach that you use when you're submitting we're cards. very similar but the thing that i would mention you know we're not i mean we we like com c we actually they probably sponsor our mm-hmm. podcasts but i did the 16 week service but it's actually sometimes it's exactly 16 mm-hmm. weeks but many times it's a lot less and so and but i have they've done some show specials uh, earlier this year for the elite to to give a break and i did and I did some of that, but uh, but yeah, I, to me, it's it's just a numbers game. Yeah, that's that's the way that I've approached it too. And like you said, I, my most recent submission, I think that I had sent in prior to the show, was due to drop in October. That would have been the 16-week mark, and I think it's already about two-thirds loaded onto the site here in you know the end of July. So um, many times they're still going to process ahead of schedule, but. That's, that's a question that I get a lot. I was, I was curious on what your perspective yeah, I, is, too. One more sports card insight here for me, the way I look at things, and that is in the old days, if they were late, they gave you a rebate. And I was hoping they'd be late because I really want the per card price down. And I would joke with Tim about that. But, but I think now there's not much of a – and they're, with 16 weeks, they're, they're going to get it done, and that's, that's fine. 
Have you taken advantage of any of, or do you plan to take advantage of any of the more recent announcements of the the direct to grading services, yeah. or you know some of these other um, services now that that ComC is going to be providing? Well, I loaded up the app, so we'll see. But I, my eyesight, I think, is not good enough to see on my phone. But I, and I usually, you know, need a big screen to kind of really be able to see things. But I don't plan on using the direct to PSA. Yep. Even though I, I think it's a good move. Understand. Uh, when there's a direct to BGS, uh, I'm sure they'll let me know. And maybe that'll be a faster way for me to get my <laughs> cards from in the, being in the same town with a company that has my name on it. So because they're, they, they've got a lot of cards submitted. Very cool. Well, I don't want to keep you too much longer here. We've got some activity starting to happen on the floor. Anything else that you want to let people know before they go? Where can they find your show? Well, just it's... Uh, Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday now, after four years now of doing mostly daily. And as you, uh, it's it's a labor of love. Much more emphasis on the love than the labor. It's it's a lot of fun. A lot of good uh, co-hosts and contributors. Uh, enjoyed having you on and many others. So, well, just I, everywhere podcasts are found. Well, I appreciate your time today. It's always great catching up with you. Have a good rest of the show. Okay. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, everybody. Well, as I mentioned in that conversation with Dr. Beckett, ComC has had a flurry of announcements over the last several weeks about new features on the site, the app, several other things that are going on. So I pulled over Andy Jones from the ComC team to talk a little bit about some of the things that are happening. I am here with Andy at the ComC booth. I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the recent announcements that you guys have had over these last couple weeks about some of the new things that are coming to ComC. I figured since I was here already, it'd be a great opportunity to catch up a little bit and to talk about some of these new things. So Andy, welcome. Welcome, Mike. Great to have you here at the booth this year. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about some of these new announcements. One of them in particular is the app. Yes. It's been, it's been rumored for the last couple <laughs> years. We, we now have a live app, a ComC app. We have a ComC app. Uh, it is launched. It is in both the iTunes and Google Play stores now. Uh, it is great. You can basically do almost everything through the app that you can do through the website. It, it's... Uh, Full functionality there. You can price cards. You can buy cards. You can make offers. You can you can accept offers. You, I mean, you can about do everything there um, that you can do from the you know from anywhere else. <laughs> I, I've been putting it to uh, full use here this week as I've been right. going around looking up some different cards, especially at the Singles Club. That's one of my favorite booths. Yes, I, it I, is. <laughs> as people are listening to this, they've probably heard me mention the Singles Club about fifteen <laughs> times, but. One of the things that I look for when I'm buying at the Singles Club is cards that I'm going to be able to submit directly yeah. to ComC. Yeah. And so I want to see what's on the site, how much are they selling for on Absolutely. the site. And so I may, I've been using the app to, to start to see what is available, what I might be able to buy. Well, that's so, fantastic. So I've been putting it to use here already this week. <laughs> yeah, you're not. That's, and I think that's great. I think a lot of people, you know, normally at a national, they'll run to our booth a lot of times to bring up the site. What's this selling for to do a price check or a comp like that? Now you can just pull it. Pull your phone out of your pocket and do it right there like you're doing. That's fantastic. A couple other things that have been announced recently are the direct-to-grading yes. um, submission level yes. um, as well as a as a, a broadening of the different companies that you can use to yes. grade through ComC to yes. those grading companies, have those cards added back right to your account on, the, on the site instead of having to take possession of those in person. 
talk to me a little bit about both that new director grading submission as well as the expansion of now having both CS or CGC and PSA as an option. So director grading is, I think, going to be fantastic for our users. If you're wanting to send a card to be graded, either with PSA or CGC now, it is a five to seven day service, dollar a card, and the way it works is once you submit a card through director grading, it goes to your inventory, and it's kind of in a situation locked. You have to either, you have to grade it, or you have to send it back home. You can't price the cards, you can't send it to eBay, etc. So, but that's why we designated to do that. It goes straight to your account from there. It's quick click. You can either send to PSA, CGC, choose uh, your service level there, how quick you want the card back. And then the card, when it does come back, it is fully elite. So you have all the options available to you. You can price it over $100. You can send it to eBay auction, anything you want to do with the card. Of course, you can send it home, too, if you want to. But uh, it really makes a lot of options available to you, especially if you're wanting to grade cards and sell them on ComC. You know, a lot of our users were grading cards with third-party grader companies and then sent them to ComC. But this really took that step out of it and that expense of that out. You can just come to any show or mail them in to us through director grading and choose PSA or CGC and grade the card and yeah and sell it on comp C. Kind of took another step out of the process for you. Kind of just made it easier. Yeah it'll be interesting to see how that continues to, to roll out once people realize how that's going to make their lives a little bit easier yeah. um, and how that continues to get adopted. So I, I think it's another great expansion. That's not all though. No it's there, not. There was another <laughs> announcement that came out. Yes. Um, and I haven't been able to dig into it in a whole lot of detail, but now there is an option to do some breaking yes. via ComC as yes. well and have those cards added to your yes. inventory. So right now, personal breaks are available through ComC. Uh, to find them, you just need to search for personal break, and they will all come up. And so, yes, when those breaks are done, those cards, uh, not all of them are added, but most of the cards from the breaks are added direct to your ComC account. Yes, they are. So are these breaks being done by ComC staff or are you partnering with some reputable breakers? So we're are, we're are we're that? we are partnering with reputable breakers. We are. We're partnering with Bullpen, Game Time Cards, and Ripping Wax. Uh, those three are all doing the breaks for us. Uh, there'll probably be more breakers come on as this continues to grow out. Uh, but yeah, it's it's already off and running pretty fantastic. It's already been incredibly popular. The very first day it went live, I think we had what 16, 17 breaks just that first day. Uh, you can't watch the breaks yet, though, through ComC. I will say that. So you can, from my understanding, go to the um, breakers are doing this and see some of the breaks, but you can't watch the breaks yet through ComC. Anything else that's gonna, that is coming up or that I might have missed in the flurry of announcements <laughs> of things that are happening at ComC? There's, there's so many new things coming to ComC right now. There's a lot of other things in the works you'll be hearing about over the next few months through, through the end of the year here in Q3, Q4. But just stay tuned. There's a lot of great things uh, coming up with what we're doing here at ComC to just offer our customers more options and more opportunities and better ways to sell and buy cards. Well, hey, I really appreciate the partnership. I'm glad we Absolutely. had a chance to connect here at the booth over the course of the week a few different times. So, Andy, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. Well, we have come to the end of my two-week recap of the 2023 National. I hope that gave you a little bit of a feel for what it was like to be out on the floor, some of the thoughts and perspectives of other dealers, collectors, and people that were there, and maybe it inspired you to check out the National next year in Cleveland. 
If you've got any questions for me about the things that you heard today, about the, the perspectives or the approaches that myself or some of the other people I talked to took when it comes to buying things at the National and reselling, I would love to have that conversation with you. Feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at the Mike Summer. Send me an email at waxpackhero at gmail.com. Reach me on TikTok, Instagram, or threads at waxpackhero, and I'd love to engage with you, have that conversation, and help in any way that I can. Well, that is all I have for you today, so I'll catch you next time.